Spurs, the greatest team of the year. Hello, hello, and welcome back, my yiddos. God, what a crazy 42, 48 hours, 72 hours, couple years, as Nick was saying. Um, Some crazy years. <laughs> so, yes, with all the craziness going on, I brought as much reinforcement today as we can. Um, I got me, the regular Nick. Someone we haven't heard from in a long time, our good and old friend Oday. Oday, how are you doing? Great, man. How are you guys? Doing good. Now, it's great to hear your face. We haven't heard you basically all season. Is this your first episode of the season? I think so, yeah. I mean, a lot a lot of things have happened. I mean, I yeah. think this is my first appearance of the whole season. I mean, I don't remember That's being good. on. So if you need to just, like, word vomit other things that you missed, just, you know, feel free <laughs> at any point. And, uh, <laughs> and then I'm very excited. Something that we actually set up before 72 hours ago, basically last week, we have a special guest, the co-host of the Boys in Bolos, a Premier League podcast, uh, Jeff Isle. Did I say your last name right? Nope. Didn't get it right at all, but that's fine by me. That's Jeff, Jeff Ely. But Ely. Uh, yeah, <laughs> happy As to be here. Know. Yes. We're new friends. Thanks for having me. A uh, lot to talk about. Lots to lots to discuss. I don't get to honestly. I don't get to talk about Spurs as much as I'd like on my podcast because we have to kind of, you know, spread yeah. the love around. But uh, that was actually yeah, that was one of my written questions. So we'll just start there. Like, how does it feel coming on here and yeah, getting able to just talk shit about Spurs for an hour and a half? And 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 then how does that feel? You know, on your show, having to talk about every everything. You know, is that difficult? It's really difficult because I want to go on as many tangents as I can, but I can't. I can't just go off on on Spursy tangents every every yeah. every episode. But the, you know, I have to be reined in by my co-host. Yeah. But no, it's good to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad I get to talk Spurs with uh, fellow um, commiserate with some fellow yiddos. Uh, this is therapy yeah. hour. Spurs give you a lot to talk about. They yes. do. It's very. It's if if anything, it's very. Uh, it's like a dry, It's like a soap opera. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, the media definitely treats it like that. Everything we do, but we are in a lot of uh, we are in a lot of pundits' heads. We live yeah. there rent free. Yes, <laughs> rent free. They love it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even understand it. I don't like why. I mean, uh, we, it's, we just we trigger people. It's what it, yep. it's what it is. Yeah, ingrown hatred from the past. That's see. <laughs> I think our generation or us almost Americans don't even understand it sometimes. But I think you're right, Oday. I think it's a little bit of a pre pre gone hatred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have a new guest. Something that we haven't got to do yet this season that I'm very excited about. One of our favorite things on this show. We are the Yankee Yids. Our whole goal is to express the American Tottenham experience. As we already started, therapy, commiseration, a lot of alcohol. Uh, you know, there's a few other things, but <laughs> so. With that being said, we always like to get everyone's, you know, Spurs story, how you became a Spurs fan. So, Jeff, like, when were you, when did you first become a Spurs fan? What led you to Spurs? All that good stuff. I've been a Spurs fan since 2004. Oh, uh, damn. If, if you go back and you look at old Spurs kits, because Spurs kits are equally the, are by far the freshest kits in the league. There uh, we go. Back, <laughs> back in 04, they had the white Kappa kit. 
with the Thompson. Red, I have it, the red Thompson across it. Freshest kit, in my opinion. And that like drew me in. Yep, that's it. Yep, just there like that. Jump, baby. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> and uh I just remember when I was in high school back then. So I'm okay. I'm I don't want to age myself, but I'm 35. And uh <laughs> I <laughs> was a junior and it was the 2003-2004 season. And I was like, those kids are fresh. Yes. Uh, I love soccer. Uh, I played in high school. And so me and my my co-host, who was I went to high school with, he was a Chelsea yeah. fan. I was like, okay. nah, I'm not being a Chelsea fan. Damn right. And that's cheating. That's cheating. Yes. <laughs> cheers, cheers to you. Cheers to you. Cheers. It was cheating back then, too. I was probably. I was just trying to remember when they got good again. But yeah, yeah it was around that time they started getting good. So I think, yeah. anyway was never really into the the whole drogba thing and all that yeah, that but, was drogba uh, frank lampard yeah. frank lampard drogba Best john terry yep. yeah john terry that whole but i was like a ledley king guy i was like that's go. that's yeah that was uh kind of my go. my thing and so actually the first team that the first player that i liked was um oh he played for uh liverpool uh the short guy michael owen Okay. He was like my my guy, right? And I don't know. He was like an English guy. Yeah, it was like a good it was like a good player. I liked him as a player, but I wasn't really into that team. And so then I got into Spurs and I've been a Spurs fan ever since. And uh yeah, I mean I wasn't like a huge there was kind of like some years where I didn't watch a lot of Premier League soccer, but uh the past five years I've been back into it and uh that's when we started the podcast and that is my story. I thought the kids were fresh. That's what drew me in. And <laughs> it's not very uh, glamorous, but uh, no, we do no. have we the freshest kids in the league. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that sounds like a pretty standard American, like, yeah. into the, the league thing. I mean, because, like, with TV coverage isn't great. Like, you find, like, these weird ins and outs of getting in yeah. and finding a team, and especially. Fox, Fox Soccer Fox Channel. Fox Soccer, Fox Soccer Fox Channel, Fox. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's and we didn't get I didn't get that channel on my parents. My parents pay didn't pay yep. extra for it. So I had to go watch yeah. it over my friend's house or something. Yeah. It wasn't streaming or any of that stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, no, we had to I remember reading games and watching games that would just like flash every 10 seconds and you would kind of just hear the guy in the background. Um you might get a goal in, on Sports Center top ten, maybe. Oh yeah. Maybe it wouldn't even be a Spurs goal, it would just be a, a goal and you were just excited against soccer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> all right, so to dig in to you a little bit more, what position did you play? I was a wing back. Well, there they called we it go. outside. They called it outside midfield at the time because okay. all teams played a four four two, but I played yes. outside midfield. Okay, left or right? Dabbled, little, dabbled in a little striker. Uh right, right, so. right side. Okay, and then yep. what, was, what was your number? This is my last uh, soccer career question. What what number? Five. Five. Ooh, that's Ooh, a hot one. Yeah. A very strange number. Uh, <laughs> when I was, I don't know, a, a, a freshman, I just chose number five, there and I go. just stuck with it. No one else was <laughs> Junior year, like, it was, like, the rotation, the the seniors. Like, when I was a, on the varsity team, I got, I was able to just scoop it up. It's a low number, but, yeah, I, you don't really think of anyone picking it. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody's going to pick it. It's usually, like, a defender's number, actually. Yeah. I, like, yeah. number nine. I, wouldn't, I wasn't going to take nine. I wasn't going to take ten. Seven. It's a little... It wasn't... No. 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 That's too much responsibility sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't good enough. 
Thank you. Thank you. Five. Take it low. Stay out of the limelight. That's hilarious. I took the biggest jersey every time. 24. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) That's fair. The only one that would fit. Whatever's the extra, extra large, they're like, all right, 99 it is. <laughs> That's true. Like, I think I wore, like, uh, I think in high school, I mean, I'm large now probably, but I wore a small. I think a five was, like, a small. Like, we there didn't get to go. choose the size. It wasn't, like, a size thing. It was just, like, what fits you guys? Yeah. But yeah. Most, I would say at that age, I'm, I'm almost about your age, a little bit younger, but at that time, we are still using, like, hand-me-down jerseys from the 90s that were just huge baggy yeah yep. you know, yeah exactly like uh basketball shorts essentially <laughs> <laughs> for sure but uh all right and then i right, still got more questions for you you're not on the hot seat yet but now i have questions right. about, about your podcast so you say you started about five years ago no 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 no. i started getting okay. back in the premier league like five okay. years ago okay we started the podcast during the pandemic now it's been like almost two years okay doing the podcast a year and, and a half us- Tell us just a little bit about it. So it's called the Boys and Bolos, and it's a Premier League podcast. Like uh, Boys and Bolos, it's a riff off of uh, the Men and Blazers, uh, which most <laughs> people go. will know. Yeah, most people know. And so we're like, what can we do that's like kind of funny but like catchy? And so we did Boys and Bolos, and I don't know, Bolos—they're catching on. They're get, coming back. I wore a bolo <laughs> to. Uh, you guys. Yeah, because of us. I mean, I made we make custom bolo. Like I made a custom. I've bolo, seen those. But... I need one. Yeah, you got to get one. That's the whole yes. thing. And uh, I, I got some Amazon uh, kit, bolo kit, and I uh, made a bolo I wore to a wedding. And uh, people, were, people were pretty impressed. They're like, why do you have like that weird pendant on your neck? But <laughs> boys and bolos, we started a year and a half ago during the pandemic. OK, uh, I was like right when the right after the like the. um the break that like the COVID break when they redid yeah, the restart. Back in. Yeah. So we just, we started then that was like when we started, we thought like, you know, we, we're going to do something with Twitch. We were going to do something with YouTube, which just never came together. And then, uh, my co-host and I basically were like, the, we were like in lockdown together. Like I was, he was the oh, only nice. friend I saw in person. Nice. And so then we just like got some mics, started recording and away yeah. we went. Where do you guys record at? Do you guys do it at home or how's, what's your setup? Yeah, so I bought a house in. We live in. I'm from Beverly, uh, Mass, and my co-host lives here as well. And I made a, I made a recording studio in my basement. So there we go. Yeah, and we call it the barber shop. Okay, is there, is there any story? There's there's a story behind it. When we moved, when we were looking at this house, the guy who lived here before ran a barber shop out of the basement. Legit, oh. like people came in through the basement to get haircuts and there was like a barber's chair in the middle of the basement with like one of those like mirrors with like the whole setup that's and awesome it was there when we i thought they were gonna leave it no when i got when we when we moved in the barber chair was gone oh. the space was still there there was a hole oh. in the floor and we said what are we gonna do with this space and so we Got a couple of salon chairs. People were getting rid of stuff during the pandemic. <laughs> we went and picked up some salon chairs on Craigslist. Dope. We put some uh, jerseys behind us um, from the Premier League, and uh, we set up like a uh, like a webcam. And when we have guests, we're sitting in the salon chairs with our mics, and uh, that's how we do our, okay. our whole deal. Do you guys? Um, you, do you guys will have you on. Together? You guys record in person every time. We record in person almost every time. Jar- okay. uh, my co-host Jarrett. 
he's doing some traveling right now and when okay. he does traveling like t- this week's episode that we just put out today yep we were remote we were remote so okay. we were apart hey, that thing I, I was listening to that earlier that episode sounded great i mean i couldn't tell at all i could have swore you guys were sitting that's right what, next to each other that's what we're striving for the highest audio quality <laughs> I mean, I listened to you. I knew they weren't together because they were saying that he's somewhere in Colombia. I wasn't. He I is. He's legitimately Colombian. He's a dual citizen. And he shout out to Jarrett. Uh, he oh, is yeah. in Colombia right now looking at property, making moves. There we go. Building life, baby. Because well, <laughs> we're the traveling. Down there. there we That's go. it. That's it. Hey. So wait, our friend, our, our our host O'Day, he's from Massachusetts also. O'Day, is that anywhere near you? Is that yeah, the that's, area? That's 17 minutes away from where I live. Okay. Oh, O'Day, that's right. We're gonna have you in the we're gonna we can have you in the studio. Oh Ooh. yeah, man. Come yeah. on down. No, come I'll, down. I'll definitely pull up. I mean, I moved, but obviously I, I come up and visit all the time. I have family there and friends. And I went to high school in Swampscott, Massachusetts, which is not that far from Beverly. So that would be a great idea. <laughs> that's great that's some local ties north shore baby do you uh, yeah. ever make it to boston spurs is that close to you is there a spurs that's us. Group? okay that's oh, us really? that's us damn boston right. spurs damn very right. strong very strong uh very strong supporters group yeah huge attendance huge yeah um so, yeah we uh we we watch games at, at cleary's in boston okay. and uh we this this season we are starting a well, they've already started. I don't know if I can do it, but it's um, indoor soccer league. Oh, nice. Oh, FC. There we nice. go. Yeah. Hell yep. yeah! Hell yeah! Yep. See- Down in Newton on Wednesday nights. So if you're okay. listening and you want to join up and you're a Spurs yep. fan, more than happy <laughs> yeah, to have right. you. Run around on See- inside. <laughs> See, and this is exactly why we do this because like Spurs is a small group and we're every there's a big ass country. And so, like, you know, I like to hear I'm in L.A. right now, but I love to hear what's going on in Boston. You know, me and O'Day were in Virginia. You know, we got Nick in the middle of the country in the middle um, and and everyone's doing their own Spurs thing everywhere. So it is a lot of fun. You know, me and you talk shit online, but this is our first time ever actually meeting. And so, yeah, it's great right. to hear. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I have to... There it is. Yeah. Look at that. Yep. <laughs> I got my all my stuff in the other room. I'll 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 get, I'll get you guys in there. I'll get you. Damn I'll right. get you guys in there. Damn right. right. We'll get. We'll have you guys in the podcast. You'll see the setup. Damn It'll right. Be, you'll t- we'll take care of you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Get you some merch. Get you some merch. No, uh, that's definite. Very soon. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. I got Christmas something for coming. you too. I, I mean, there's something. It's Nick. I swear, there's one in the mail for you too. But <laughs> I saw that project. I I want to. I'm not going to congratulate you yet because I haven't gotten mine, but I, I'm liking. I'm liking. Dude, you have to wait forever. You have to wait forever. Trust me. Hey, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> I, dude, I saw the previews. Very excited, yep. and yep. Uh, it's still I, it's I still in the previews. Yeah, exactly. It's not. I fully see you guys. Yeah, That's but right. now there will be some in the mail for everyone. I think. Oh, Dave, you got yours right? Hand delivered. Yes, hand delivered. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry to rub it in. I'll send someone to Wisconsin, Nick. <laughs> Oh, cheese heads, cheese heads out there. <laughs> yeah, this is what it's like being a Spurs fan. Exactly. <laughs> um. All right, guys. Well, now that we all know Jeff, and we are so excited to have you. Now for the dirty part, not the exciting part. Uh, cool. the crazy exciting. part. I mean, exciting stuff. 
exciting, but kind of like, kind of like a haunted house exciting. Like, you know, it's going to be fun or there's going to be screams, but you also don't want to go in. Um, so that's what we're about to do. That's fair. <laughs> that's, fair. that's a good analogy. I, I would have never thought to put it that way, but that is good. I blame this man right here. Um, <laughs> Daniel Levy? Yes, Daniel yeah, yeah. Levy. Jack Daniel Levy. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, all right, so what? 72 hours of madness. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off because I'm going to leave a lot of the questions to you guys, but I'll give my rant first. Um, because I've talked about it here on the podcast. I think I yeah. I have to say this, and the fans like deserve this from me. I'm sorry. I yes, was thank you. I was wrong. All right. So, Jeff, I don't know if you know this, but I was a huge Nuno Espirito Santos supporter before he came, and then after the first three games, obviously. But for about a year or more, Ode knows this. I mean, I've been thinking he was – he was the next Pochettino at Spurs. He was going to whip us into line, you know, bring in small talent and make them shine, you know, and uh, he did very little. Um, so I, that's my apology. Well, you guys can rub it in. Nick, you can rub it in. Um, we're I like start- him as a guy. I like him as a person. I there think he's go. a good guy, but uh, <laughs> maybe we'll address that. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'll say his, when we talk about him as a person, uh, his demeanor in interviews was always so brash. And I I knew that going in, like from him being a Wolves manager, but he was just almost too much for me. Um, I would throw this to you, Dave. What did you think about his personality before we get to any of his important qualities? He reminded me of my uncle. Like, uh, there we go. uh, He's a, he, I don't know. He just comes off a great guy. Do you like your uncle at least? I love no. him. Okay, so you love Nuno. Well, I mean, as a person, yeah, and I, yeah. I think he's a better coach than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. That's for sure. I mean, okay. he's done it in the Premier League with Wolves. Not he hasn't gone all the way, but what I'm saying is, yeah, I, I thought the same thing would happen. The Poch effect, you know, because he did have yeah. that kind of relationship with all the Wolves players and the club as a whole, and then yeah. the players stopped playing for him just like our players stopped playing for Pochettino. And then he joined us. So I was like, this could be a really nice match made in heaven. But, I mean, you and I were both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, day um, one, I was very skeptical. Yeah, I know. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, I'm a, yeah. Same question to you, Jeff. Like, what were your thoughts coming into it? Preseason, when he was our signing, we didn't get him till halfway through the summer. And then there's a lot of other things. But, yeah, what, what were you thinking? I've been thinking that this is my. I think that the plan all along was to get Conte, and oh, the reason why. Guns here, bro. <laughs> yeah, the reason why that they put Nuno, which was also the fifth choice, is almost he was almost like an interim manager because Damn, I have that they, they, down, man. <laughs> yeah, like they, 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 all along they wanted Conte. They knew Conte was the guy. They had Paratici mm-hmm. who came in, and him and Conte know each other. The whole Italian thing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Juve connection, and then they couldn't get him. Conte was like, too soon. The wounds are too uh, fresh. I can't come to Spurs. I can't come to Premier League yet. And, you know, he had just left. I think he, where was he? Inter. Inter, Inter? yeah, yeah. Do you think that he the wounds were there? Or do you think, I? because I, I complete BS on my part on that aspect. Yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Like, it was too soon. It was, yeah, it was money. Levy wasn't going to pony up like he wanted. Yep. Yeah. 
But yeah, so that's I was down the money. I digress. So Sorry. Okay. Okay. What do you? What were you thinking? Wounds well, open. I mean, I mean, just reading what he said earlier today, that statement, I was like. I mean, I think the reason why he didn't join us because Daniel Levy wasn't budget. Are you referring he, to he, where he's where he said like uh, our union yeah. wasn't complete because uh, it was too soon? I had just left Inter, and I was like, I mean, maybe there's some truth, a little bit of truth to that, but I mean, we know that Daniel Levy is the reason why we didn't get Conte that sooner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, all right. Next, it's, next an ex- it's an expensive Nuno trial though because they had to pay yeah. him. Fourteen million dollars. It was a small contract, at least, and I agree. It was it was short term, even if it was to see out the rest of the like. I think a year was maybe what they were looking. That's why they. I mean, that's why they had it set up. If he finished out of the top six, top six, he would be fired without having like any compensation because they knew it was just this interim, as you put it, basically. I was was thinking that I'm. I think they were hoping that you know teams like. West Ham, teams like Leicester, team even Arsenal, we're going to just just continue to be mediocre, and they were going to be slightly better. They weren't going for fourth place. They they knew fourth was out of reach with you know Chelsea, City, Liverpool, and uh, United. So they're like, well, maybe we can get six, get in Europa, we'll show we're building something better than last season. We got Romero, Gil, you know, but yeah, not being able to bring in a striker, not being able to bring yeah. in a creative midfielder in the offseason, it's going to be tough for any coach to be like, yeah, I can see what you guys are doing. It's great. <laughs> now we can. So, because players now we can. want to play for Conte. Strikers yeah. want to play for him. Lautaro yeah. Martinez might want to leave Inter in the winter. I mean, I don't know. Hey. <laughs> he just signed a huge extension, so I don't think so. Probably, he's probably got a stupid release fee now, but... Right. Yeah. I know, because I, I Googled that because I was going to ask this question later. I was gonna be like, have you guys seen the links already? Like Conte's like <laughs> list already. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's Ka- so, Kessie, Skriner, Diverge, Brozviak, Velhovich, Chiesa, uh, Larazzi, Parilla. So just I mean, it's even delict. An Italian starting eleven. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone, any, anybody he can. Italy. <laughs> Italy. I mean, it, instantly it just comes out. I mean, they're they're saying there's a chance we get delict. This hey, this winner. I mean, maybe we'll we'll take it at this point. Um, do you guys I think more? I think more. Wait, wait, wait. I think more importantly, you can bring in as many players as you want, but if you can't get rid of some of the dead weight, it's gonna be. Yeah. It's it's gonna be. It's gonna be the Davies and the and the and as much as we all like Winks because he's a nice guy. Davies oh, Winks. <laughs> Davies Winks. I mean, some of these guys are just dead weight, dude. Like, yeah, it's yeah. brutal. Well, that's all. Deadweight killer. Say that again. Conte is the deadweight killer. He'll never let a deadweight player stay on the squad or even get minutes. Like he's, I've I've watched him coach his teams before. I've watched his teams play before, and I all of them put in a hundred percent shifts. Like none of these players are deadweight. Deadwood, sorry, they're not going to play. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I think that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's the interview I sent to you, Noah. Yes. Uh, yep. He was talking to to Thierry Henry, and he was saying how guys like if coach he like they won't listen to a coach. <laughs> He's like, I just won't play him. And then Conte goes, I prefer to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, quote and like, yeah. I mean, that's a, exactly what. <laughs> I prefer their body in the river. <laughs> yeah. 
the one the one thing that he had though when he was uh when he was at Chelsea, this was like the 16-17 season, is he had a preseason yeah. with them and he just ran them into the ground. He ran yes. those players and they were a fit team and they had Conte and they had some some other guys and that team was really good and that's the, one of the big reasons is he was able to he got time with them and I don't I just I mean I don't know how much bet like they got a good run of fixtures coming up, like an yeah. easy run of fixtures into the holidays, but then it's like Christmas season and it gets brutal. But yeah. uh yeah, it's. Uh, I think that the schedule is kind to Conte in terms of like him being able to experiment with some things and yes. do what he kind of wants to do with his three five two if that's what he's going to play. We can discuss yeah. that later, but yeah, that, right. I mean, yeah. Well, so, and I, I mean, think and a good coach is supposed to learn from those past mistakes and try to not make the same mistakes he has. And I think he will learn from those mistakes and hopefully try not to make them with Tottenham this time around. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you guys think like with, I guess maybe as you're saying, Jeff, like this run of kind of easy fixtures, do you, th- or like whatever, just this early first week with him, do you think our players, are, do you think we're going to get a reaction out of them? Because like just looking at the Man U game, I mean, like you couldn't get a reaction out of anyone. And I don't know if you can only blame Nuno, you know, we'll we'll talk about all that, mm-hmm. but do you think Conte can really get a reaction out of, I don't know, a lot of these players that even just a Harry Kane, uh jeff start with you what do you think like coming into this do you think he'll be able to to snap something or i i mean kane is like too good to bench in my opinion like i Uh, I want to do he played yeah i mean he can play i mean honestly i would like he played really poorly last last game and you would like to just i mean he's getting paid ridiculous amount of money so i'd like to just see him play but uh (laughs) you know when he's just out there doing nothing i think you know this formation setup in that game was never i mean harry just kind of like hanging out uh at the at the top and not really getting much service i mean yeah he wasn't doing anything but if he sets him up as a three if he sets him up as a three five two i don't know i don't know if that if if spurs can play a three back right now i i yeah. don't know who it would be dyer on the left i guess but that just seems kind of weird romero and yeah romero in the middle and then sanchez i guess i've seen but that a few times is- online yeah, I think we might see Rodon play a little bit more potentially because yeah. I think he could succeed in a, a back three. I think I think Sanchez, Rodon, and Romero would be a solid enough back three to be honest. Because I think you get a little bit more athleticism out of Sanchez and Rodon, which will help. And you yeah, think I, uh, Dyer's gonna take the? I hope so. Dyer's be the one who gets. I, the, I'm over. I'm over Dyer at this point, honestly. Like he. He's not like terrible, but he's he's just not good. He's not good enough for us and where we're trying to go, in my opinion. And do you think that's mainly just because we're not winning? You know, like if those were one nils the other way and he was playing the same, you would you would have a different tone. Cause I don't know, to my in my opinion, we, we're jumping around a little bit, but last match, I mean, I, I didn't see him doing too much, too much wrong. He's a fridge on wheels, mate. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> we he's haven't had this is. I mean, he's just—he's good for mental lapses way too often, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a bad—he's—he's he's really bad on set pieces too. Uh, yeah, That's—I mean, we get scored in a lot of set pieces. The ball just flew over Dyer's head. Yeah, well, Dyer, and then that was uh, Ben Davies. Davies on the very last man. Don't even get me started on we'll, the Davies. We'll, we'll get to the Man U game. We're just gonna like you know word vomit that game at the end because I think that's so much already. Yeah, to it. stick with like the Conte thing. You so you think yeah. it's three five two, or do you think it's you know a three four three? Because I think those are the two like more common formations he runs. Either the way, it's three, three in the five, back. Three in the back, 
three five two because uh, Royal and 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 Regulon can play as wingbacks. Mm. Uh, I don't think Royal is like a is. I think he likes to play wingback. I don't necessarily think he's the best wingback. Regulon, that's where he feels comfortable. I think mm. that's yeah, not I playing. I mean, on that lineup, when I looked at that lineup on Saturday, and yeah. Davies was in there and Regulon was out, I was like, I'm not watching this game. Not even putting it on. <laughs> not putting the game on because. They were gonna lose no matter like and then not playing the Nambla and and playing Los also just I was like, well, he wants to get sacked. So I, I, I texted yeah. Noah that or in our group chat. I texted you guys and said, ah, well, definitely not winning this game for sure. You guys saw Davies in this. Like, why? Yeah, why? so I to, to fill you in on the text gr- the group chat, uh Jeff, and get your opinion on it. I, before that game, I really did have a feeling that Davies was gonna start. I felt that he he gave like such a mediocre performance at midweek i'll say and tell you this on the podcast but such a like mediocre performance midweek where nothing went wrong nothing went right and i don't know in nuno's eyes it just seemed like he was the safe bet um i don't know if it was tactics or whatever but i really thought he was going to start and then he did and it was nuno's downfall <laughs> i'll say this it wasn't tactics because i don't think nuno has tactics there we go watching yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I like Nuno, but I didn't see. I, I couldn't see game plans besides possess it in the back, and then hopefully something happens with like yeah. someone doing something amazing. That's all I saw myself. I don't know how anybody else feels watching, but yeah. all right. Well, actually, that's this is a good segue. We're probably gonna jump back to Conte a little bit, and this is gonna be the main topic throughout. But let's talk about Nuno for a second. So we had him for seventeen weeks, seventy days, something like that. Um, 17 games, I think. <laughs> a very short amount of time. <laughs> sure. But so, like, uh, there was a few, uh, like, small bit of change in our play under Nuno. Like, I'll just give the like few positives, and then I want to hear y'all's opinion as like, is that enough? Not just to, for him to stay, but like, just for you as a Spurs fan. Um, you know, the biggest change was we had possession, something that we hadn't done for like three managers. Um, we had over fifty percent possession. And for like majority of the game. Now, it hadn't turned into any goals, you know, not at all, not even shots on target, but he he started to implement something. Uh, I can't even tell you who it was, maybe just Skip and Hoybier, but the, a little bit more possession. Did you guys see anything? Ode, I'm going to start with you. Did you guys see anything of the Nuno era that you want to keep, even just formations or certain players? Um, for me, I mean, yeah, a little bit of possession. Um, but I don't know. It hasn't led to much. I mean, the, the thing is the possession was really nice to see, but the, we don't have the players for that because our players yeah. give the ball away too many times. And yeah. like we're, we're overusing skip. For example, he is a really good player uh, and he did win the second division with Norwich, but we have to rotate these midfielders They're Like we have the most, the amount of players is midfielders. You know what I mean? We yeah. have to rotate these players. And I don't think he's experienced enough to take in, take on all those really crazy driven balls while like Cristiano Ronaldo's on his left and Bruno Fernandes yeah. on his right. So I don't know. It's I, I wouldn't really keep anything other than like maybe the possession mindset, but I would want to see more attacking football, not boring football. Yeah. Um, Jeff, Nick, where do you guys think we can go from here with like this little bit of change, whatever we do, whatever we had been doing, and then you know maybe a Conte style attacking football? What needs to change up top? I mean, that's what's been lacking all season. You know, last in place in shots and goals and everything like that. Um, who needs like obviously we say Kane's dragging his feet, but uh, 
who needs what what do we need to change up top? What does Conte need to do in, with snapping his fingers? He needs to bring in a striker. 100 percent Goal score. <laughs> yeah. Guy can score goals. And he needs a creative midfielder that can also score goals but also distribute the ball. He doesn't have that in Skip, doesn't have it in Hoybier, doesn't have that really in Ndombele. I mean Ndombele's yeah. a baller. Like he is a yeah. good good player. Like he's a good piece to have. I think Skip is young and I think that he does he deserves to stay. I think you yeah. need to get rid of Winks, you need to get rid of uh Delhi, you gotta get unfortunately Delhi. I love yeah. Delhi, but you gotta get rid of him. You gotta get rid of the guys that just don't really do anything. I mean, even Hoybier is like a pretty average midfielder if you really look at it. I, I like the right. guy. I don't yeah. I think he puts in a shift and Conte yeah. will keep him around. And same with Skip. Those two guys are gonna they're good for like cup games and they're good to have as backups. I mean, they're great bench player, like they're great backup players to have, and you need them. Uh it's a harsh plus, words. <laughs> but you and you need Skip too because he's homegrown and yeah. he's young and he's he's English. So sure. yeah, exactly. That, that it, it matters. So, but to if to back to like what you need to score goals is you need uh, you need a striker to put some pressure on Kane in the in the in the short term. Yeah. Uh, if you if you can unload Kane and get uh, a hundred mil for him in 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 January, you got to do it because you got to get them. You got to bring in some money to 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 get um, Vladovic and to get uh, Delit and to get just some guys, some ballers, <laughs> like some list. guys that can like you don't have to worry about some guys that are just like good players every day. Like yeah, they're just gonna produce for you. Like that's it. Well, it's not hard. I definitely think that, like, even going into the match on Saturday, that we had a better team than Man U, or a team that could have played better. Um, but just as you said about having just players you can rely on, I mean, Cavani and Ronaldo, I mean, they're superstars. They had been superstars. We don't have the budget for that. But then even Bruno Fernandez, uh, these are players that, as you're saying, you can rely on. Like, like these players, Man U might play like shit. They might not get too many results. But Bruno Fernandez is going to be putting the ball on the dime until the 93rd minute, you know? So you can always rely on that. You know, Skip, it's like if he plays a good ball, you're excited, but you can't rely that he's going to, as you're saying, play defense and then just swing a pass into Kane's, you know, one-touch goal 40 yards away like Bruno Fernandez did, you know? Um, we yeah, missed out on Bruno. So. You said what? We could have gotten Bruno. Yes. <laughs> the story. Yeah. Of Adding to Jeff's talk about the striker, we had a striker on the bench, and Harry Kane had his best season ever statistically. So just having Vinicius on the bench alone, and Harry Kane was going off him and Hungman's son. So yep. I mean that that was enough pressure to push our striker to his max, and we don't have that uh, second striker anymore. So I, yeah. I really do agree with Jeff that we need a striker in quick. Yeah, and, um, they, and they needed that back in the summer, and they didn't they didn't act on it, and it was their and it's been their downfall. And yep. to not. Dude, to not have a guy in training pushing you and to get not have a guy on the bench ready to go next next that matters. And like Kane can just kind of coast. He knows yeah. he's gonna play, doesn't have to do yep. much. Yep. It's really sad. I mean, I was defending Kane the whole summer, like, you know, this isn't him, this is media bullshit, everything like that. But the way he started this season, um, we're gonna divert a little bit and just talk about Kane because that was a big asterisk just for today's episode. Um what are your guys' thoughts just on Kane at the moment, his performance so far? Nick, I'm going to start with you. But his performance so far and just like come January, come 
March or April, May, do we sell him? Do we take that money and then give it to, to Conte? You know, would you rather do that? What are your thoughts on Kane at this point in this season? Uh, I actually don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's played great, honestly. Yeah. But I don't, th- he's catching a lot of flack. And I think most of that is mostly because of what happened this summer with him wanting to leave. I really think a lot of the reason he has been struggling is also that the tactics aren't there. So yeah. he's just kind of mentally checked out even because of it. it's like, he's like, I'm not going to get the ball. Nothing's yeah. going to happen. No matter what I do, I'm not going to kill myself. Like this is, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, and that, and that's kind of like, it's not right, but I think that's a big thing. So I think with Conte coming in, I think we could see a, a resurgence in Kane mm-hmm. and him turning it around. And it, obviously if he does that, there's, I don't want to sell him. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think Conte would. I mean, you can, he's still young and he's still best if not the best, one of the best, top two striker in the world. Yep. And this is the catch twenty. This is the catch twenty two with Kane, right? Yeah. He in order for him in for for in order for him to leave, he needs to play and bang in goals. But then if he starts banging, and then he'll be worth one hundred and twenty five million or whatever. But if he starts banging in goals and starts playing well, what Tottenham will do well, and they'll want to keep him. So yeah. he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. And so <laughs> he like he's in a he's in a really shitty situation. He's a it's bad agent. Like, his his brother's a shitty agent. He should have been able to get him out of a contract, that got a contract, and he couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, I I don't feel sorry for him, mm-hmm. but I think that in January, if you if some team, uh, i.e. City, say, "Hey, here's a hundred million, you got to do it. You just got to do it." I mean, he's twenty eight. His ankles are popsicle sticks, and yeah. uh, you can get a twenty yeah. if you can get a twenty three, twenty four year old striker to come in produce right. it's a better long-term situation right. yeah i'm not totally against selling him i'd pre- I'd like to keep him because it, it's harry Kane. he's so good still but yeah, yeah i mean if we get the right price for him that was my stance the whole summer it was like i don't want to sell him but if we get what i think he's worth and i honestly think he was worth 150 this summer right i don't mm-hmm. understand how everyone's saying he was especially when you look at i think laruto martinez now has 125 dollar million 125 million dollar release clause i mean Golly. i don't i don't think that's <laughs> Farfetched to say 150 for Kane, but anyways, but yeah, I mean, it's it all comes down to Levy, I think, showing Kane that he's putting in the time and the money to make this team competitive, and then Kane will stay well, and won't be an issue. And so, yeah, and there's there's two parts to that. So, like, um, Conte was, or there were reports saying that Conte was excited by you know Spurs going, like you know, staying strong on keeping Kane, and that encouraged him to come. Um, but then it's like, but do we want to keep Kane or like then there are other reports that, Oh, Kane is excited that he gets to work under Conte, all these things. Um, yeah. I think this is going to be a tough one. My biggest fear is that it's uh Christian Erickson saga, you know, round two, like we're just going to go through a, a long, you know, drawn out bullshit where we should have moved him out a season ago. And now we're taking, you know, 75% off of his price, something like that. So that's obviously the biggest fear. Um, I don't know if it'll be January, but if, if someone offers 150, as you're saying, Man City or right. 100. I don't think anyone offer that big uh, of a deal in the winter. But if he did, if he did still feel like leaving in the, the next summer transfer window, I think if we do pick up a striker this winter, uh, mm-hmm. just like Daniel Levy has promised uh, from the rumors I've been hearing the reports that he's yeah. promised to spend a huge sum in the winter. So if they were to pick up, for example, 
uh, Dusan Vlaovic, like he's been connected to us for forever. I mean, since I was like t- ten years old or some shit. <laughs> um, uh, but if we do get in that striker in the winter time, and it'll make it easier for him to leave if he still wants to, and we'll still be able to get an even bigger sum of money to invest in the team under Conte. So I don't know. I mean, either way, I- I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, no, definitely exciting times. The the boat is rocking. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, yeah it, it doesn't stop here at Spurs. Um, all right, so so while we're on the topic, I want to get your guys' opinion. So we were kind of talking about it in the beginning. So do you guys think this was a Daniel Levy masterclass, you know, bringing in Nuno with the interim management? Or was it a Conte masterclass, you know, uh, stiffing Daniel Levy until he maybe got what he wanted? It was um, an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer masterclass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ole definitely won all of those. I saw a meme, I saw a meme on Instagram. That had uh, the score three zero in it, and it said, "How how am I supposed to tell my son? Explain to my son that Tottenham won this game." Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's one of my favorites, but that's that's not uh old. That's not for Ole. That's for us. Yeah, I mean, well, but yeah. we won that. We did. Yeah, because yeah, they Ole, said Ole. Ronaldo's like scoring in the 90th minute every game, prolonging Manchester United suffering. It is. <laughs> did it again today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, to top that mean they're like uh Nuno Espirito Santos saved Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Arteta, and then there's another one. Oh yeah, yeah. Every team that's, that beats that's some Daniel Levy team. masterclass. We need them there so that they can stay mediocre. So are we all on board though that Conte was a good hire? Uh yeah. I think so. Yeah, for me. Like is there no. someone else who we would rather had brought in? No. No, no. he's the best option in the world. He's the best yeah. free agent coach in the world. He just won a, to- uh, a trophy. He just won a Scudetto in his second year coaching Inter Milan. Yeah, I think I mean, he'll be won the Premier League before. I mean, yeah. yeah. And and squeezed money out of Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's easy. No, um, I mean, squeezing money out of Levy, now that. That's, yeah, that's, that'll that's, be a, that's a rub. <laughs> um, what, I thought was te- what I actually thought was telling about this whole saga was that Levy hasn't made a statement. It's mostly you're hearing stuff come from Conte, you're hearing stuff come from Paratici, you're hearing yeah. stuff come from other places, but not from Levy. So if Levy just steps back and lets Paratici, Conte work, I think yeah. it'll be okay. So yeah, then we'll also... A, it'll be the Italian Spurs, and that'll be that. <laughs> <laughs> and then all summer, I said the signing of the summer was Paratici. Yes, definitely. But actually was the signing of the summer by far, I yeah. thought. No, I fully agree. Um, yes. So Levy, take a step back, please. Um, <laughs> Conte, yeah. take a step up. But, we know he uh, listens to this podcast. What's that? Yeah. We, we, we know, know he listens to this podcast. You know he's listening. Yeah, radio, I don't know he knew that, he's Jeff, but Daniel Levy is a regular. <laughs> he's, he's always tuning in. Um, he's usually listening because I was screaming Nuno all last summer. And then he was like, oh, wait, what did they say? And then. He got him. Here he is. Here you he got him. Never, yeah. never give advice ever again, Noah. Well, I'll be coaching that damn team one day, all right? Does this change your opinion on Adame now? Like, do awesome. you still think we should sign Traore or no? Oh, we should definitely still tra- sign Traore, but we should have signed him three seasons ago. So it's a little awesome. bit different, but yeah. Well, again, it's not January. We can't talk about Adame for the whole episode. So we're going to yeah. move on. We're going to better. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've 
got as much as we, not as much as we can, but we've got a, a good deal on Nuno and uh, Conte situation. If you guys got any more, you know, let's hear it. But, you know, before Nuno left, we had that horrendous game at White Hart Lane. We got to chalk that up a little bit for, for our listeners. Uh, tell them what we saw. Because I had a few notes. Well, I really had one note. I'll get to it. But, um, <laughs> but going into that game, El Sakiko, we didn't think we were going to win. We didn't win, and we won. Uh, the best Spurs result we could have ever wished for. Um, the most Spursy thing ever. The most crazy <laughs> result we could have asked for. Um, so, uh, before, no, go for it, Jeff. All right. Well, these are my thoughts. Yes. You cannot be a top Premier League club and have zero shots on goal. That is horrendous. That is, you can't, okay, you can play, you can play, you can lose a, a football game. You can lose football games. People, good teams lose football games. Yeah. Bad teams lose football games. But if you don't, play if you want to gouge your eyes out while you watch the game nobody wants to people are going to stop showing up people are start yeah. going to stop going to the games people yeah. are going to turn it on like i didn't turn it on because we know where it's going to be it's going to be unattractive football that's not the spur that's not the tottenham way the tottenham way is to dares to do it is attacking football it is playing on the front foot it is who cares? You go down a goal, you come back with two goals, yes. three goals. Yes. That is the way, man. Like that, we don't want to yeah. see this boring bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crap. And also, yeah, if you do that, yeah. The other thing is- about this United team is they're not that good, and no. they yes. they barely even played very. They didn't even they until Ronaldo had that worldy. Like he yep. basically, you needed Ronaldo. They needed Ronaldo to win that game. Correct. We played Vani, I guess. We played terrible that game, and somehow we were, I think, the better team for the first we thirty. We were statistically. We had fifty-nine percent possession of the game. We had five hundred and seventy well, passes. We had eighty-five percent pass accuracy, better than their yeah. pass accuracy. And we had ten corners. We don't score on pieces any anymore. Like corners, yeah. they don't matter anymore. Yeah, I brought in. I was actually, did you guys know we had ten corners? I didn't even realize that while watching. Yeah, That's no, how bad realize. our corners were. Like I know everyone, everyone ripped on Erickson for his corners, but Sun's corners on Saturday were freaking horrendous. No, I I, mean, I, I, I can't I can't believe that, that. Nah, Sun was putting the ball in the right place, and absolutely nobody was there. And then there was obviously the one that Romero was gonna score, and our boy Ben Davies gets in his way. Um, <laughs> I, I will say Sun's corners have been they've been put in the right places, but look, when you have Harry Kane that doesn't want to move six inches. You know, in the box, he's supposed to be your best striker. And then, I mean, Ben Davies just clattering into everyone. Uh, but, but no, I mean, I, I agree. Like, we, I didn't realize we had 10, but I don't know. I, I, I just remember watching and Sun putting them, the ball in the, in the right place. Like, me and the, the guys I was with we were like, all right, that was a good ball. And there's just nobody there. Uh, I remember a lot getting blocked out by feet on the guy near post on the defender. Okay. Well, you might be, that might be like seven out of ten. You might be right. <laughs> I mean, he's struggling. He's usually good at. It. I don't think this weekend was that good though. But I I could be wrong. Well, I mean, yeah. I was drinking <laughs> heavily during so, the match. The game was so yeah. long ago in the in the roller coaster of Tottenham. It's hard to fully remember. I, I'm um, just I can't watch unattractive football. It's brutal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Your it. point. Your point that this isn't isn't Tottenham. So I was talking to my brother who's a Tottenham fan. And I'm like, you gonna watch the game? He's like, yeah, of course it's Tottenham. I'm like, this isn't Tottenham though. Like no, this isn't right. this isn't Tottenham I fell in love with. This isn't 
This isn't why this isn't Tottenham. This and, is and to think Spurs have been playing like the most attractive football. Like it's been going downhill slowly. Um, but the one thing we've always had is, as you said, like to dare is to do, which is this mindset that when you go down, you can score a goal. So till the last minute, you're you're trying. In all of those seasons where we were like second or should have won uh, the league, we had so many games that like 88th minute, you sneak in a goal. You know, mm-hmm. 90th minute, Erickson, you know, gets a goal, something like that. And yep. with Nuno, and this is the main reason I'm excited that he's gone, was just that extreme lack of drive. As they're saying, no tactics. So there's no plan B, no plan C. Um, I, we can talk about his horrible fucking subs that he made. But – you know, so so that I that idea, that passion of like we're gonna come back and get in the game was nowhere to be found, and that's what disgusts me the most. Like la- lack of playing style aside, it was more so the lack of passion. So for me, that's what I'm most excited about with content. Um, yeah, yeah, he'll demand, he'll demand that. I mean, if pe- if yeah. guys don't give a, a full hundred percent shift, they're out, they're gone. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I agree with you. Uh, this 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 team was not. This team under Nuno was just not like inspired. They just didn't care. Yeah. I mean, I have to pin some of that blame on Levy though, because he. Would, I mean, there's a lot of guys who are just collecting a paycheck, in my yeah. opinion, on that team, and they're not. They're not. They don't care, in my opinion. I mean, they might care, but they don't. It's just not the same. It's just not. So back in 2018, 2018, yeah. 2017 is when they really kind of like peaked under under Pochettino and they've been declining ever since, like you said. Yeah. And instead of normal clubs, they'll get rid of like some players and bring in nothing. It's the same team that was in that champions league final. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. I mean, essentially. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah. Nuno's lucky or uh, Levy's lucky at Nuno. Someone to blame because I mean, well, it's, I mean, it's definitely so much on Levy. He, it, it, he only sells guys that we can make a profit off of them. It's like, dude, you just got to move on at some point. So this yeah. is kind of like a, a history lesson or just like a, a Middle Eastern lesson joke uh, <laughs> about what, what was happening with at the end of the game. So the end of the game, they're chanting, Levy out, Levy out. <laughs> and so what does he do? This is like, so in Egypt, in the Arab Spring, uh, everyone wanted to overthrow the, the president and the president to leave. And so what does the president do? He goes on TV and throws out the whole cover of it. <laughs> That's basically what Levy yeah. did. Everyone's Levy out, Levy out. And he's like, you're right, Nuno, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I, I was just like, come on, man. This is The other um, thing that I brought up on my, on, 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 uh, my podcast that we just put out is that what surprised me that I didn't realize is that, well, I guess it doesn't surprise me now, but <laughs> the when Levy and like all the execs were at the game at, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and they started hearing booing, and like they were surprised by the booing. Like they were like legitimately like, we're like, what's happening? There's booing. Why are they booing? And then that's like the big reason, like the yeah. big push for them to get Nuno out. The booing from like the subs and like all that, all all like the negative energy. They, like yeah. I guess it was like the most toxic environment at well, uh, think, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium ever. So I think Nick, you said it perfectly, which is like. You know, Jeff didn't tune in. I can easily see O'Day starting to tune out, you know, to some matches if he's got work or something. Like, it, it, Spurs used to be a thing where it's like, if it's on, I don't care if I'm at work or if I'm on the road. Like, I'm going to find a way to watch this game, you know? And I, mean, I was just thinking you know, about that a second ago. Like, well, I was at work when Manchester United was playing Tottenham. And you, back in, the, like, two, three years ago, if Tottenham was playing and I was on a work break, 
I'd take that whole work break to watch however much I could. But yeah. when Manu was playing Tottenham and I turned down the game, we were playing like ass. You know what I mean? So I was like, why am I wasting my time watching this shit? When I can this is way more depressing breathing. than work. You know, be breathing and take your fucking break from work. No, I'm watching this ass. <laughs> yeah. I like most days, like I am like literally like sweating in front of my TV, like just like pacing and like going crazy. But that's like what makes it fun because like they can yeah. score at any time and it's like yes. so so much joy. I don't like I don't want to like have yeah. all the life sucked out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a Saturday morning of a holiday uh, weekend. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I got a family, like my kids are gonna be like, what, what's wrong with you, Dad? I can't take work home with me, guys. I can't I know. I got a family. <laughs> I got family, man. I got, the kids need me. I can't be like uh, depressed. You're naming that the episode. <laughs> I got a family. Kids. <laughs> but that's exactly right. And I think you know when the booze started to echo in his two billion dollar stadium that he's like, wait, shit, I can't go with the mediocre coach that's going to take three years to be a mediocre team. Or I'm not going to sell that top tier of this two billion. Like one billion's not going to sell all year if I have fucking if I have to convince people in three more coaches from now. Like I got to do something now. And I think it was less of like the style of play because, as you're saying, what the hell were they watching? Like these boos could have happened three games ago with the style of play. Um, but I think once he was like the whole like dollar signs were just echoing boos at him. You know, it's not it's not people singing and getting extra beers after the game on your, you know, expensive beer tab. It's people rushing out of the stadium and you're leaving your cakes still half full. You know, yeah. I think Daniel Levy and the board definitely uh, got scared at that point. <laughs> I don't understand where like he lost the plot where like winning football games doesn't equal w making more money. Like yeah. being in the Champions League is hugely profitable that's why every team wants to be in it that's why they want to be in it the tv rights the money it's the and every money. player yeah and every player wants to be every there player too. wants to be on your team you know this stadium yeah he's like i got the stadium though you guys check it out like our team is crap but check it out our stadium <laughs> you can, play here. You can play here yeah, yeah you can taylor football here Taylor Swift <laughs> performed here. Yeah. You get every NFL game. You get all the fucking yeah. American players. He always goes back on that. That's what people keep saying. He's built this new stadium. I'm like, I don't care about the stadium. And someone, I don't know, I've seen comments like, well, you need a nice stadium to track players. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, no. I mean, Stanford Bridge is a nice stadium. Do you think uh, Anfield's a nice, like, no, I mean, they're not crap, but like, yeah. they're not amazing stadiums. It's a history because of who, what happened and who they won there. That's what makes a stadium. And, and yeah, just on this little stadium would... rant, I'll say that White Hart Lane, you know, had been there since the 1800s. I had, like, put at the top of my bucket list to get to White Hart Lane. It's dropped a few since since it's, like, not White Hart Lane anymore. Like, I don't really care to go to Hotspur Stadium. I want to go see Spurs live at home. But going to White Hart Lane was a thing, you know. That's what Anfield and Old Trafford are. They're these old, beautiful stadiums. Um so yeah, yeah now we have to start from scratch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is pretty sick. Like, yeah, in terms of like structure. <laughs> but 
I, I agree. Like White Hart Lane was was awesome. If you ask yeah. any um if you ask any Spurs fan, they're like, yeah, bring bring me back, take me back to White Hart Lane. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean I yeah, that's it's 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 a money thing. And that's fine. But winning winning football games makes you money. Like I don't that I don't get it. Like that he needs to realize that like Champions League football players that want to come to your and play for your football you know, team. That's yeah. what's what matters at the end of the day. And you'll still get. He'll still get Taylor Swift and yeah. all this <laughs> Ed Sheeran and whoever the hell he wants. But yeah, you'll get more it. name recognition. Yeah, you'll you'll attract yeah. even bigger celebrities to come because they're like, oh, that's Tottenham Stadium. Actually, like, actually, freaking get naming rights for that damn stadium. God right. damn, dude. Well, it's funny to call it Tottenham Hotspur Stadium anymore. It's brutal. I think the only reason for that was because we were doing so good and we were seen worldwide. So anyone coming to that stadium would then get another like dose of like advertisement, Tottenham Hotspur, Tottenham Hotspur, not like, you know, Apple iTunes Stadium or some shit like that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but now we're but now we're not doing that. You know, we're not no. in <laughs> Champions League or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um Netflix yeah. Stadium. Hey, we're, Netflix we're in the stadium. Conference League. That's pretty. That those are hey. pretty good teams in there, man. Maybe so, not after a few, the next two games. <laughs> so, I mean, this this conversation we're having right now just I think speaks volumes about the game this weekend because we were supposed to be talking about the United game. We just <laughs> totally went away from that because like there's literally nothing to talk about, good. right? So yeah, I just, I'll tell you guys my one note from the game, which is just like you know in game note taking, which is really hard. Uh, I don't suggest it to anyone. Uh, ju- like live journalists, they're they're doing a real task. Um, but the only one I really wrote, and it's complete off topic to everything we're talking about, but is fucking Cristiano Ronaldo should have had a red card for putting his elbow up and fucking taking down whoever. If that was any other player, it would have been a red card, and he didn't even get a yellow. He had the the, I think it was on Sun, but or, I'm not sure exactly who it was on. But the arm extended out, elbow to the face. If that was anyone on our team, it was a red card. He got a talking to. Um, I know we don't really care about this match, but that's that's my one little last little quib that I noticed. I, I just don't remember that. That's all. Yeah. That's long. I tried to like find it in the extended highlights. It was nowhere to be found, obviously. Um, my my note was Emerson Royal was our best uh, attacking player. I'm being dead serious too about that. Like, yeah. and it's sad. Like, our right back was by far our best attacking player. That was like, one I of his really well. Yeah. And then I guess the only other thing, how did you guys feel about Romero? I think he was the only other person that you know stood out and yeah, I played think, good. And yeah, that's what I, I wrote down as a note. I wrote down that Romero can be really special in the future. I mean. He looks like he he can potentially be better than Van Dyke has ever been for Liverpool. You know, he's young. I mean, these younger players do. I mean, he's much younger than Van Dyke. Van Dyke's like twenty nine now, um, so there's still a lot of time for this guy to excel. And yeah. another note that I wrote was that we always give players their first. Like it's always players' first uh, goal for club or players' <laughs> first goal in two years, and it's Cavani's first goal of the season. You know what I mean? It's always. Us giving those players their boost. We always yeah. give these other teams the boost. Arsenal oh, beats yeah. us, and now all of a sudden they're on a five-game unbeaten streak or some shit. You know, yeah. like that—that's very frustrating because so you this like Cavani's first game all year. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to, to your point, though, guess what? This was the uh, oldest. Uh, Ronaldo is now the oldest player to assist and score in a game now. 
There we go. Against us. More you know who was the previous holder of this? It was Didier Drogba, and he did it against Tottenham. So. Oh, my fucking God. All right. We're ending the podcast. <laughs> well, I, I mean, Ronaldo is a special. Of a special know, ilk. I mean, the game today was insane. Like, yes. Atlanta is a, a, a solid team. Oh, yeah. Carried he carried them. He cut. He, he, like, I, the only thing I said, I'm in a group chat with a couple guys, including my, my podcast uh, host, similar to what you guys do. And I said, Cristiano Ronaldo single handedly saving Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's job every game. The yes. guy is literally carrying that guy. Is I, I don't. This, this one of those things where at the end of the year, like Ollie just takes off his jacket and gives it to Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, you, <laughs> yours you now. You know, take, yeah, take this. And he just he fades like, the it's on the boat and sails away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's just unbelievable. Like Cristiano Ronaldo, he's he's legit. He's a baller. He's a baller, yeah. and ma- he's not he's not as good skill. I don't think he has as much skill as like Messi. Like, so maybe he won't say he's the greatest of all time, but he's the best clutch footballer of all time. Yeah, like that guy, just athlete. He's my yeah, guy. He, he's better than Messi. That, I mean, that freaking goal, that second goal was unbelievable. I know, like, right? Out of nowhere, <laughs> just like the ball's like bouncing around, you just like. On a dime, puts it in the left-hand corner. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then, but I mean, anyways, talk, I digress. Talking, about, talking yeah. about the Spurs match, or like the Man U Spurs match, I mean, his goal, the first goal of the match, was like their first touch in our box. I mean, a, a volley from 40 yards away, beautiful. And then he does it again like 10 minutes later that everyone forgets about because it was offsides. And he does another right. one that's just a beautiful upper 90 that was unstoppable. Um, it's funny, like we got Gareth Bale last season, and that was kind of like, are like old fling that we're rekindling flames with. And I mean, it's just like Gareth Bale. But then, you know, you get Cristiano Ronaldo. But then also I want to compare him actually more so to Harry Kane and because they're similar position. And Cristiano Ronaldo is such a disciplined player. Like he might not always be the best, but as he gets older and older, he just keeps that discipline going of like hustle, tracking back, all these things. And he gets one touch in the box and it's a goal. You know, it's a beautiful goal. It's a worldy. You know, he, he's, he's, he's like the only person doing things. You look at someone like Harry Kane, it's one of those things where like, yeah, I don't know, kind of jumping around with the things we've already talked about. But I don't know. Harry Kane is, uh, I don't know if he's a lost cause or if he's too old. But if he could look at Ronaldo and take some, take some advice from what's going on there. I mean, I do want to say that Harry Kane, like, he was on such – good form last season and played so yeah. many games even being out a little stretch with some ankle problems he yeah. played between club and country played ridiculous amount of games and yeah. the drop off from son and kane was bound to happen we now it's precipitous so yeah. like this is unbelievable like they're doing nothing right this season yeah but yes. if you start if you if you look at the first 10 games or 15 games of the Mourinho uh experiment they were unstoppable i mean they were the best two attacking players in the world legit like unbelievable and then now they're doing nothing and spurs are mediocre if not like bought like like not very good and so i mean there's a little bit of that like there's a little bit of like a form drop off that you expect to happen with the number of games kane kane has played but he didn't do himself any favors by demanding demanding a move he didn't do himself any favors by uh, not showing up to training, he did yeah. like he he made all these poor choices that that reinforced kind of the narrative that he doesn't want to be here, which may be true, but 
he what he should have done is kept his head down yeah behind the scenes said i want to go and then knocked in a bunch of goals because that's how you get that's how you you keep your value high and then they know you want to leave and then they can sell you for 125 or whatever the hell it is so i I just want to say that like that's Yeah, see, I can see Levy just being like, dude, I don't care how bad you play. I'm not selling you like if you're doing this. If I could, he's like, you're probably doing this on purpose to drive your value down. And I'm just not going to sell you now because that's well, just I, I'm Levy. And I fully, agree. That, I fully agree with what you're saying, Jeff, just about like the amount of games, because me and Nick were talking about this last episode, which is just like, you know, last season, he's he's got like 90 games or like 100 games he's got to play in a, in a year. And He's sprinting into every tackle, you know, slide tackling, getting getting in. And and now he's like, yeah, there's nobody on the bench behind him. Not even for pressure. Like, not even like, oh, he's worried or, you know, keeping the pressure on. There's no relief, you know. And so he's going to be there for all 36 games of the Premier League and, you know, half the other mid midweek games. So it's like, yeah, I can't – he knows from the six years he's been, you know, our starter that halfway – or like – second third of the season he's played every single minute he's go he's given his full heart they're not winning and he's someone's gonna step on his ankle and like you know ruin it so he's just i don't know maybe let off the gas than than usual um and yeah you know what like, i was thinking yeah i was thinking maybe you know since he's had all these ankle injuries recently maybe he's just become that kind of like manchester city striker where he's just positioned in the right place at the right time and all these midfielders and wingers get the ball to him to his feet, and he just scores. You know, yeah. like he's not doing all the running anymore for us. He's not putting in a shift. And I mean, even defensively, like he used to be our best defender. And sometimes he, he in front he, of like, he's not being shot. that guy anymore. Not at all. Like he's not no. going to be like, all right, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna sprint back and you know make that winning slide tackle. Like yeah. he's like, fuck that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I there's I mean there's a there's definitely probably some something in his mind where it says you know i'm the captain of the <laughs> england national team the world cup's coming up i want to be i want to play i want to play for yes. country on a very yeah. very good english team that has a chance yes. of winning yeah. and you know i mean like it that's probably going in on in his head like yeah these are all things that like either i mean he might be consciously saying this in his head but also it's got to happen like subconsciously right. as well where you're, yeah. like, you're not gonna you know, you don't want to get hurt. You don't want to do this. Yeah. He knows his ankles are trash. Like he knows yeah. that he, at any <laughs> moment he could just go in. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I, that's, there's a lot about Harry Kane. I, I, I was on more of like, get them. I, I was with, um, <clears throat> Nick, I was like, you know, if you can get 150 for him, if you can get 140 for him, let him go. Like, just let him go. Yeah. And if he wants to go play in the empty head. That's fine. Like whatever. Yeah. Oil club. <laughs> just let him go play in the oil club. <laughs> Newcastle, you know, you can go freeze up there. Whatever. Definitely. Yeah, they're supposed to be bringing in Unai Emery now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, what a <laughs> great signing. <laughs> See, uh, again, Levy Masterclass. He pulled the trigger when he had to. Um, <laughs> you know, we would have been left with someone like that. But, all right, guys. So, you know, we've covered the Man U game. We've covered the huge news with Nuno out, Conte in. We've, we've, touched you know on Kane and all these other things uh one more thing before we go it's a weekly you know game that we play um Jeff I'm gonna get you in on it um O'Day you as well uh, but it's a thing we do called the Delhi double um hopefully Delhi stays with us longer so we can keep this up because we really like yes. doing it 
you can stay on the bench. Yeah, you can stay on the bench just for this promo ad. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so last week the question was, will we score more than one goal against Man U? Because we we were talking about throughout the whole episode that it was going to be an open game, which we were right. Um, and we needed more than one goal, but we didn't get it. Only one person guessed that, and that was Nick. So uh, Nick gets one point, and me and Matt get zero points. And that puts all of us tied at one point. <laughs> we started keeping track last episode because we had it. And we were Otherwise, like, I'd be winning for sure. Yeah, and Nick was up. like We weren't going to catch him. So um, Now we're all tied at one. Jeff and O'Day, you have a chance to uh, join us at the lead maybe next week. But Nick, you said you had one for this week. Is that true? I got a couple. I got a couple different guesses. Uh, one with Conte coming in now. One could be does Kane score? <laughs> yeah. Score win <laughs> this weekend. Okay. <laughs> oh, against Everton. Against Everton. Yeah. Against Everton. Or the other one could just be do we get any points this weekend? <laughs> I kind of like that one better. I mean, any point. Get any any point. point. Like just one <laughs> point. point. Just one do we, point. Do we, do we, I think we're all okay. Well, on my but... on my prediction on my on my episode, I predicted, okay. and I hope I'm I hope I'm true to my prediction. I hope I remember. I said a two-two draw. Okay. Yep. And so that means they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> score and they're gonna get a point. Yep. There we go. And uh, my I I definitely think if if anybody scores, it's gonna be Kane. But I think it's just gonna be Son and Kane. There we go. Goals. Classic. But I don't actually think Everton's that good, so I hope they win. Yeah, honestly. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter if we're playing Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh... okay. It's at Goodison Park. That's always difficult. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say we do get a point this weekend. Um, I'm not gonna give a full prediction of like scoreline, but I could see us getting a draw. I think like a draw would be fair, and. I feel like it's going to be a hard-fought game, but like 2-2 sounds about right. Um, but I'm going to go with, yes, we, we take at least a point. And we'll, we'll, see, we'll get a little taste of Conte uh, on Thursday with the Vitesse game. So we'll see yeah. kind of what he puts out there as long as his, uh, his uh, European whatever yeah, permits go through. Yeah. Hopefully that happens in time. Even mention. Hopefully we get, we get a coach by Thursday. I think it's... Like the problem is Brexit, right? Is that the whole deal with that? Yes. that that's the reason why. Probably. Okay. Yeah. It said okay. it was gonna take three days to get his work visa, and uh, that's gonna be after Vitesse, so he won't be in charge for Vitesse. Okay. okay. I was wondering how that was gonna go. Anyways, I I was interested to see what his lineup would be in a midweek non-important game. Conference league. <laughs> also, I wonder, like, since he's not allowed to like work, like, not at all. He's obviously like on the grounds, but is he just a guest? He's just watching. Yeah. yeah. Is he allowed to like guest give a lineup or like what happens? I'm not working, but if I was working, this is what my lineup would be. Yeah, he just leaves <laughs> it up in the in the dressing room, uh, just tinking around. He just leaves it there for yeah. back to Mason. I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Right, we'll have to see. I we'll see who's on the sidelines. I guess roller coaster has not stopped. <laughs> we are mid yeah, we'll crazy train. Well, for my prediction, I think I'm going to go with 1-0 for us. I think Harry Kane scoring 
Uh, Conte will be in charge for that game, I believe, once he gets his work visa. And we know he likes to play defensive teams. And we know whenever we have to wake up super early, Tottenham only wins by one or draws or loses. So, uh, <laughs> you know, they just like to put us through a lot of shit. So I think 1-0, uh, Harry Kane scoring. Um, we're going to play pretty defensive. And I, I agree with Jeff. Uh, I don't think Everton is good at all. I think, I mean, they've been... Uh, below average this season and I, I think we could beat them and so before i leave that's my prediction and so you're yeah. saying we'll give them their first good match is what you're saying yeah well, they, <laughs> they, they take the fat <laughs> all right nick one more before we sign off what, what are you thinking i definitely think kane scores Maybe. i wouldn't be surprised to see a brace either to be honest i think something just clicks in on this weekend i don't think I think we'll play a little bit more offensive style. I think because, like, I honestly like Conte because I think he's going to bring that counterattacking style where Son and him thrive so much in. So I think yeah. instantly we'll see, I think, uh, a pretty decent boost. Obviously, we got to tame our expectations because it is early and Conte doesn't have yeah, his guy. I mean, we're basically oh, winning the league now. Yeah. Yeah, we can't, we can't go that far. But yeah, and then I. A lot, I, of, games. Like, a lot of games it, left. Yep, yep. In a win, uh, yeah, yeah, I say, yeah, we'll definitely get at least a point. Well, I, I predict win though. We got a full round of yeses. I'm gonna get Matt's opinion uh, off air, and then we'll ask everyone on Instagram what they think. Um, we'll see if anyone's a pessimist, but we're going all yeses. We are here with Conte. We're all going for the points next week. Um, so I want to say, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us for this uh, Tottenham Hotspurs therapy session. I'm glad we got to pull you away. Hopefully this, you know, lets you release some energy and not just, you know, uh, anger you more, something like that. Um. No, I'm not angry, not angry. No, I uh, I try, you know, I, I I think not watching the game this past weekend was a good, good for my, my soul. Uh, it was <laughs> everything that I expected it to be. A horrible game. We want to just yep. move on, look for a brighter future, and uh, hopefully Conte brings us uh, some silverware. Uh, even if that has to be the uh, coveted Europa Conference League trophy, I was I wanted to ask this question actually. Do you guys think is a Carabao or Conference League trophy enough to be considered like silverware in a win? It's a banter trophy. If we get if we win the Carabao Cup, we will just get mocked. Like that's like yeah, the like, worst. One hundred. Yeah. It's a lose lose for us, right? This Conference yeah, exactly. League or Carabao, like we win it, and like oh you were supposed to win it, or you losing, like how did you lose that? Exactly. We win anything again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yes. We win Carabao, and then we're going in a 10-year drought. At the- yeah. We've got to win the FA Cup. The only, the only silver lining to winning Conference League is it automatically gets you into Europa League group stage yes. next season. Yes. So. Yeah, I okay. mean, with the way we've been playing, I wouldn't imagine us winning Conference League. No. But uh, hopefully that will change. <laughs> yes. Especially so, because there are Europa League, there are Europa League teams that drop down to Conference League. Yeah, Ooh. we need a few of those. Um, who should be at our level? But we'll see. We'll see where these Spurs really. really <laughs> we'll, see really, test. we'll see if it was really Nuno's fault after all. Yeah, we we got to beat the test first, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, that's on Thursday. At home. Yep. Yeah. There we go. That'll be a tough one. All right, but yes, again, thank you so thank much, you. Jeff. We definitely hope to have you on again. Um, I want to say thank you again, O'Day. First one of the season. That was a positive first that us Spurs made. Thank you so much. Great to see you. Hopefully we see you again. Nick, as always, appreciate you, my friend. Um, And last for me, come on, you Spurs.
TTID. Come on, you players. Tip-top Tottenham Hotspurs, the greatest team of the year. Tip-top Tottenham Hotspurs, raise your glasses and give them a cheer.